And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as well as yourself. One of these two commandments depend all the law and prophets. And Jesus came to him and came and said to him, Then all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. I don't know if you remember, um, this will be a good test, uh, what we were talking about and preaching about uh, before uh, Palm Sunday and Easter. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands who remembers because that might hurt my ego. Uh, But we've done a series called What is the Church and Do I Need It? Uh, And so we talked about the different things that the church represents. And I want to sort of, as I'm getting ready to head off uh, for just a little bit, I want to go back and revisit that and say, um, this is also part of what the church is. And I want you to be aware of it so that while I'm away, that you can be stepping into this as we already are actively stepping in to the things that we're going to talk about. But even more so to step into those places of being the church, the people of God, the family of God, those who are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life that is full of steadfast love, that exemplifies the pursuit of God for those who are lost and need to find him. That God, that you would be those people here in Fremantle. And if you remember in that sermon series, we always tried to kind of go back and go, what does it particularly mean for us at Fremantle? And we went and looked at our identity statement that we had formed about who we are. And so in your worship booklet on page 15, you will see our identity statement again. It says, Fremantle Church is a gathering of people in Fremantle that experience and express, know and make known the steadfast love and pursuit of God to bring people into whole relationship with him, with oneself, with all others, and place, the place that they are. And that's a great identity statement. And it's aspirational on some levels for us to go, this is what we want to be about. But it also is empowering to know that we are doing those things. We are walking as those who are experiencing and expressing, knowing and make known this steadfast love and pursuit of God. That he wants us to be in a whole, right, truth relationship with him, with who we are. And he's created us to be in our own unique particularness to all others that we encounter in the very place that we live. But most organizations and churches and and people have also mission statements that they sort of set out and say, this is a mission. And then they'll talk about the vision that they have. And today, what I want to look at in these two passages is the mission that is Fremantle Church's mission, what we are really doing. 
why we do the things that we do. Uh, we look at this and we see that it is the great commandments and the great commission. I don't think there's any way for us to, to improve on those things. Uh, not just because Jesus said them, but because they are great in their scope and in their depth to, to bring us into clarity about what are those who follow Christ together in community supposed to be doing. So the first one is this, that we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. It's the commandment that, that God gave to the Israelite nation, his chosen people before. It's the one that continues on today. Now, what I think happens sometimes is when we hear that, we hear it as a command, right? You are to do this. And if you're like me, anytime I hear a command, my back arcs up and I'm like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Now, you might not be that way. That just might be me. And so I hear that and I'm like, I, I, like, I know you need me to love you, but it seems awfully presumptuous for you to command that I actually love you. And so I want to get that out of your mind as I need to get it out of my mind and my own heart as well. This is not a command. This is a response. You see, God has been moving in his steadfast love for all of us. He's been working throughout the history of all humanity to bring us back. Since God created the world and it was good. And then shalom and the goodness was broken by sin. God's whole mission was to bring back his people unto himself so that they could live in that shalom goodness. And it is a steadfast love a fierce love, a love without end that pursues us and comes for us. And so as those who encounter that love, our response is one that says, I will love you in return. I can't help to have my heart, my body, my mind, my strength, all that I am turn in love to you. And so we fall madly and deeply in love with God. So intimately that we cannot wait to know more and more about him. We cannot wait to experience more and more of life that is guided by him. And in doing that, then it causes us to want to express that out and to share that knowledge. And so at Fremantle Church, we hope to be people who are exemplified as those who love God with all that we are. Not just bits and pieces, not just small parts, not just the parts that we don't mind giving up, but all that we are. That we move in love and allow God's love to be transforming those very dark places of our hearts that would fight to love ourselves more than we love God. And then he also tells us the second commandment, which is to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if you remember, I've said this multiple times, and so I will repeat it yet again because I know I need it repeated to myself. Jesus is not saying when he says you're to love your neighbor as yourself that you need to love yourself better. He is assuming, and rightfully so, that you know perfectly well how to love yourself. In fact, he would say that you love yourself maybe too much. But if you are to love others the way that you would want to be loved, the way that you love yourself, then you step into that place. 
But more than that, when Jesus says here to love others as you love yourself, it is a self that has received the love of God. And so if I have received the love of God and then my heart is turned back towards God, loving him with everything that I am, then it exemplifies the love of God. And the love of God is a pursuing love that loves others, that seeks them out, that says, while you were an enemy of mine, I still loved you. And so we want to be those who love our neighbors, those that we encounter and they will walk with, those that sometimes might even aggravate us or cause problems in our lives. Now, that's not to say that we're in deep relationship with all of those folks, but it is to say that we do not dehumanize them as something that is unlovable. But we love them stepping into that place. Now then Jesus takes us to the Great Commission. This place that we are called then because of God giving Christ all authority to go and make disciples of all nations, bringing them in by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe commandments. Well, we just talked about the commandments were to observe. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and love others and your neighbors as you love yourself that all the law and the prophets are wrapped up in those things. And so we teach those things to those who are coming along. It says, go forth and make disciples. It says, fill and form relationships. Be living life among everyone. And in that living life, be intentional to let them smell Christ on you so that you share that there is something beyond what they are living in, that they will know that there is a great and mighty God who is pursuing them with a steadfast love, not holding against them their sins, but saying, I have taken them on myself so that you can be free. Now, it's a pretty weighty call and commission for us to say that we are those who should be ambassadors and showing forth the love of God and what it means to live a life that was designed to be lived, that in God in his great goodness created before the foundation of the world, that our lives are supposed to be so different, nay, even weird sometimes, to those that are not of Christ. Because we walk in humility and grace and love and mercy and truth, bringing forth this good news that Christ has made a way for us to be who we were always supposed to be. And so, in fact, if this is our mission, then it causes us to be good stewards of this mission and believe that God has us going in a direction. There is a place that we're going. And so if you look on page 15 there, you'll see a five-year vision and a one-year vision of what Fremantle Church can be on about, that we believe this is where God is moving us to be. So that five-year vision is this. In five years, the community of Fremantle Church will continue to grow deeper in God's love and grace, loving each other and those around us in order to bring healing and restoration and to see God's kingdom advance. 
We are committed to serve within our giftedness to reflect and accomplish God's purposes. And we will have planted two like-minded churches that reflect the place that they are located and will continue to be a network of churches that plant churches. That's pretty weighty. That's a, a big vision that we think as the leadership team gathered together calls us to, desires for us to move into. That at some point in the next three years, we're going to have identified a couple of church planters and a group of people who will go with each of those church planters to a place that we will determine that God is moving and directing us. That could be a little disheartening for us because we like each other here. But to think that somebody might go and be someplace else. But it would be poor stewardship of God's grace and mercy that he's given us as we see that God continues to bring those who are far off to be near to his great mercy and care. And if we really are about loving God with all that we are and loving those that we encounter as our neighbor, if we're really about sharing the good news and going and having people become disciples, bringing them into the kingdom, then we must be those who are prepared to release others to go and do that in other areas of the city of Perth. Might be South Fremantle. Might be Coogee. Might be Rockingham. We don't know. We're just anticipating what God is doing. That one-year vision we see is vital for us to be able to accomplish the five-year vision. And that's that by the end of the first year, we will have a fully engaged, Christ-centered, gospel-saturated, spiritual formation track that equips all of the people that call Fremantle their place in all the stages of life. And that this will move people from belonging to believing, from believing to becoming, from becoming to being the church of Christ. That's what we want to be on about. And thus, that's the title of this sermon. And away we go. Because now that we've said it and we've put it on paper, it gives us a place to go. It says that we believe that we are this amazing group of people, amazing because of what God has done for us and amazing because of all our unique particularness of all of who is gathered here. We are those that are in Fremantle to experience and express, to know and make known God's steadfast love. And in doing that, the best way to do it is live out the great commandment and the great commission. And as we do that, we see that God is going to do great things. Now, listen very carefully to me. At any moment, at any time, God could say, I want you to do something different. And guess what? That'll be okay. We should never be so tied to a vision that we neglect to listen to the Holy Spirit as he guides and directs us. But at this moment and in this time, with somewhat surety, Believing that God has been moving us in this way before we ever put this on paper, this is the direction we'll go. So what does it mean for you? Well, if you're here today and it's your first time or you've been here a few times and you're trying to figure out what this is all about and what's Jesus thing and Christianity, I want to ask you just to investigate. Believe it or not, I'm going to have four eyes today. Like it's real preacher time. Four eyes, four points. <laughs> Investigate. Seek out. Search. 
Figure out what God is doing, where he's moving. Is he real? What happens if he is real? Is there a call on my life in that way then? Investigate, is this the place for you to be? Do I really want to hang out with these really unique people that God has put together? Do I really believe that he's a God of steadfast love? Can I hang out with those who are sacrificially loving those that are around them? And sometimes failing miserably at that? (laughs) Investigate. Seek it out. Here's the promise I give to you. God says that if you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me, you will find me. Because here's the thing. In his steadfast love, he's been pursuing you all along. Coming for you, whether you knew it or not. Longing for you to know who you are in him. And so I ask that you investigate. The second I is this, that you integrate. That if you are here and you have been part of the body for maybe since you were born and brought here as a child or, or you've just shown up in the last few weeks, integrate, become part of it. We say quite often, this is a place you can belong before you believe. Belonging means that you're part of the activities that are taking place, that we're sharing life together, walking with one another. That that means going and having lunch at somebody's house or at varsity down the street. Uh, it, It means being in each other's lives in both times of need and times of celebration. It means forming deep friendships. Walking in ways that that allow us to know each other deeply. Why? So that we can love each other well. So that we can express God's love to each other well. Integrating means being committed to the body. Saying, this is my place. This is where I believe God has put me. Let me tell you, when we moved here, we believed that God was moving us to Australia. But in some ways, we weren't positive about that. In the sense that it could have just been for a moment. It could have just been for a little bit. It it might be here and then to go someplace else. Because we weren't quite sure what God was doing. It was already really bizarre that we were moving from Indiana to here. So strange and not even on our radar for much of our lives until it happened. But as we lived our life here. And as we begin to form relationships, and as we begin to know and love Fremantle Church and Fremantle in Australia, it becomes increasingly difficult to look at myself as one that is a passport holder of the United States. I begin to feel more at home here a place that I love and I long to be a part of, a place that I desire to see flourish. When we integrate ourselves into a community, we begin to find out its follies and the places that need improvement, and we begin to find out the things that are so beautiful that we can fall deeply in love with it. And so if you just hang around the perimeter, that's fine. We love you, and we want you to be around the perimeter. But I want to encourage you that if this is a place that you would want to be, integrate, move in, join small groups, go eat when people ask you to go eat, become involved in service and what that looks like. 
The third eye is this, that you intercede. <laughs> intercede is a big word for prayer. I want you to intercede. You need to be praying about what God is doing and how he is moving. That We need to be interceding for each other, praying for one another. Because as we walk in this way of Christ, the flesh builds up and desires to tear us down. The Bible tells us that Satan is a lion seeking whom he may devour. That attacks will come to us. And so we must be praying for one another. That God will protect and hold us. That God will build a hedge around us so that we can walk in wisdom and truth with one another and those that we encounter. Intercede in the sense that you are calling out to God saying, only you can accomplish this five years. Only you could possibly make this one year vision happen. Only you, God, are the one who can cause my heart to love you completely with all that I am. Because I get so twisted and turned in on myself so easily. So God, please, in your great mercy, through Holy Spirit, change who I am. Change who we are. So that we can bring forth your goodness in this world. And the last thing that I want to ask you to do is invest. See, it actually takes a little bit of capital to have things happen. And so it seems awkward and weird probably as I'm walking out the door, or maybe smart on my part, to say to you today, invest. If this is the place that you belong to, if this is the place that you believe God has woven you together with the others that are here, invest, give. Now many of you do, so let me encourage you to this. See if you need to give more. See if as you look at these five-year vision and this one-year vision, as you believe and see that God is moving, know that what we receive now will not accomplish this. That God in his great mercy will have to call us to invest even more. Now, it is very strange, as you know, for me to talk about money. The leadership council has required me to do three, and I've not even hit that. And so I almost want to put a caveat here and say, yeah, 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 that's okay, but you know. But I firmly believe what Jesus says, that he calls us to not have money be the center of our hearts. Your security does not sit and rest in what you have. It rests in Christ alone. Now be good stewards. Have good wisdom. Intercede with God to say, what is it that I should be giving to the work of Fremantle Church? And yes, I know that part of that goes to me to help my family live and be present. But I believe God calls us to invest in his kingdom in that way. Now, I'm not gonna promise you that you'll get some blessing because of it. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna promise you that life is gonna go better because of it, that you planted some seed in some kingdom somewhere that's gonna cause you to get some blessing in that way. But what I can say 
is that as you give, your heart moves in that direction. That the place that you value is where your heart moves. So if you set aside money, which I continually think about setting aside money to do this, to become a doctor's member and have season tickets, that shows that in some side, my heart is for the doctors. And I value being able to participate in those games. I'm sorry to offend some of you that are not doctors fans. The reality though is I don't value it quite that much because I've never set aside money to join. But if I did, I would. And I'd make it happen. And so I call you to invest. If this is the place God has called you and you want to be walking in this vision and the identity that he has for us, walking in the mission of loving God and loving others and sharing that with those he has called us to share it to, investigate, integrate, intercede, and invest. Now, it is only through the power of God that we're able to do that. He calls us to work with him to do these things. And that is the reason why we rest in this final statement that is in this passage of the Great Commission. All authority belongs to him. That means he's doing it. He's making it happen. And then he says, I am with you. That as we walk in the way of Christ, he is with us to accomplish these great things, not for our good, but so that he will be lifted up and receive all glory and grace. I'm excited about the people who are coming over the next uh, 10 Sundays to bring God's word to you. I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that and hear what they are bringing to you. I want to encourage you to anticipate and know that God is working through them as they are preparing those messages to hear, for you to hear and know that God is working. And I will miss being here to share with you in this way. Let me pray for us. God, we love you, and we know that you love us because you came as Christ to restore us through your death and your resurrection. If there's anything that's from you today, we ask that it, it burn up and go away, but if it is from you, that you will bring good fruit from it, that it will take root in our hearts so that we will know you more deeply. We ask all these things in your good and gracious name, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand up and let's sing our uh, response song together.